SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And welcome to Opposite Picks on this Monday, September 26th. I am Scott Wetzel sitting in for the next 60 minutes, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E. Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Well, 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 well. This is the best division in football. Uh, the best and worst of Jimmy G last night. How's that 31 to 1 ticket looking now, Dolphin fans? That's a kick in the pants. Uh, this would have never happened to a happy Tom Brady. Cashing the pool holes ticket, a drone delay in Seattle, coaches' fired system in play, a clock management 101. As Mr. Vegas' house is uh, next Saturday, uh, number 23, a no-go for 23. Don't ask me. I'm just a head coach. The Pro Bowl, no more, and stuck on 60. We'll get to all those stories, plus your phone calls, pyramid plays, as well as open parlays right here coming up on a terrific Monday morning. Uh, Jimmy G going on uh, against the Denver Broncos last night. NBC with the call. And then uh, the uh, Allen incomplete pass on fourth and goal. Uh, CBS uh, with the play-by-play on that one. What's going on, LLs? Loyal listeners, how are you on this uh, Monday? (laughs) How about that, fellow Dolphin fans? We can basically rest assured that the undefeated uh, 71-72 Dolphin season will stay intact as the only undefeated season. As uh, we lost two of our main combatants yesterday, the Buffalo Bills, thanks to our Miami Dolphins, and the Kansas City Chefs, thanks to somehow or another the Indianapolis Colts who found their way to get the victory yesterday. So, uh, not quite down. We have the New York Giants tonight taking on the Dallas Cowboys. Not really worried about the Giants going undefeated. And then we got the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, who are at 3-0, the only other uh, undefeated team besides uh, the Miami Dolphins. We'll start there as the Dolphins. How's that 31-1 to ticket I told you to buy a couple of uh, weeks ago, right? I said it's got a, it's a decent team. I don't know if they're going to cash that ticket. All I know is that the Dolphins went from thirty-one to one and are now sixteen to one. So much like our Brooklyn Nets championship ticket, you are ahead of the boys in Vegas when it comes to the Miami Dolphins. And how did they win? I don't know. Did they cheat? Uh, more than likely, yes. Uh, with two attacks being a return to that football game. <laughs> I mean. Uh, listen, it's the same team that has had secret meetings with Tom Brady. It's the same team that, uh, according to Brian Flores, wanted to lose games on purpose. I, what do I care? You know what? So Tags wants to go back in there. Well, then he wants to go back in there. If you don't know, he got tackled on a play, hit his head, wobbly, darn near collapse. I mean, clearly he had a head issue. Clearly, right? So protocol is you come out of the game and you're not supposed to return unless you really pass a bunch of tests, which nobody does. And the conservative nature is once you're out for a head injury, you're out until the next week at the earliest, right? Somehow or another, he comes back on the field, you know, five minutes later, and we're told later on, supposedly NFL media was told that the injury wasn't a head injury, despite his head bouncing off the ground like a basketball. It wasn't a head injury. It was a back injury that he suffered. Oh, 
Okay, brother. Okay, whatever. Whatever. Use the back injury has him wobbling back and forth, and like I said, darn near collapsing to the to the ground. Huh? Okay. Oddly enough, his brother at Maryland had a head injury this past weekend as well. He comes back. Dolphins deed steps up. We'll get to it all. Chiefs in a lot of trouble. Patriots in a lot of trouble. Ops picks not in any trouble here on Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 844-843-6879. We'll get some phones definitely in today. Matt Ryan throwing a 12-yard touchdown pass in the final seconds. As Kansas City loses to Matt Ryan and the Indianapolis Colts. Go figure out football, right? I mean, the Colts look like complete garbage tying the Houston Texans, probably the worst team in the NFL. Then they get shut out, embarrassed, 24-0 by the Jacksonville Jaguars, the second worst team in the NFL. And then they beat the Kansas City Chefs, maybe the best team in the NFL. I mean, I, I, how do you make this stuff up? Right? I mean, I, and then Mahomes, I mean, the enemy is walking off the field at halftime. Uh, Mahomes is all pissed off because uh, they ended up just sitting on the ball at the end of the first half where Mahomes wanted to try and go score a touchdown or a field goal. Uh, the fact that their field goal kicker sucks uh, probably played a little role in that. Uh, but, uh, you know, so you got a little rift on the KC sideline, although you heard a head coach there, Andy Reid, say it was no big deal. No, it was a big deal. Anytime the head coach has to step in between a player and an assistant coach. I don't care what he may think about how it looks and it's not real. No, it, it is real. You know, get some insights into why Eric Bieniemy maybe is not the head coach that people thought he should have been uh, somewhere along the line. So, Dolphins win. Take it down to 16-1. and one. I tell you, the remarkable number about that game as we run down all the games here, little tidbits real quickly on each game before we hit the phones. Uh, Bills ran 90 plays. Dolphins ran 39. That is, And the Bills had the ball at the Dolphin 34-11-20-2 on separate drives and only managed three points. I mean, that is as crazy as a game statistically as you will ever see. Credit the Dolphin defense more. They, they stopped that Buffalo Bills offense You know when they needed to they stepped up and the Dolphins not the Bills the Dolphins uh, are three and zero not the Cam and Gabe's and the boy uh, you know the the boy duos there uh, not 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 the uh, the Bobsy twins nope it's the Miami Dolphins that are three and zero thank you very much it's me and Ranieri's Dolphins and as far as what's going to happen to Miami with the tag situation I don't know. But chances are they, they probably cheated the system. What else is no? Welcome to the fold there, Mike McDaniel. Uh, he's just as crooked as the rest. Meanwhile, Kansas City does lose to the Indianapolis Colts. This stinking kicker, Matt Amendola, he's filling in right for the injured, uh, what's-his-face? And he misses an extra, Harrison Butker, he misses an extra point first half. He misses a 34-yard field goal. 34! You and I could do that blindfolded. Then he's, he's so lousy, they have to do a fake field goal that ended up being a turnover on downs. Man, I mean, you know what? I'm not even going to blame the kicker. I'm going to blame the Chiefs. I'm going to blame Andy Reid because if you can't get a field goal kicker in there that can't hit a lousy extra point or a 34-yard field goal, what the hell are you doing? What are you bringing this bum in for, for goodness sakes? He sucks. 
And then they should have still won the game. As the Colts are set to punt down three or down four with four and a half minutes left. And then Dopey Chris Jones gets a personal foul penalty because he had the mouth off. I don't know what he said. So instead of the Colts punting, the Colts get a new set of downs and they go down and they score the winning touchdown. And then in the end, you know, they still had a shot. Although with Amendola, the field goal kicker, as lousy as he is, chances are he was not going to hit about a 50-yarder anyway. But uh, Mahomes throws a pick, and uh, there's your ball game. Uh, KC wins. Or KC, excuse me, loses. Colts win. Amazing. Amazing. Crush my survivor pool. Anything I had left, gone completely now. Just just three weeks in and gone. I, I'm in a three-strike pool where we have about a dozen people that uh, are gone already. Three for three or 0 for three. Amazing. This year's been tough. Green Bay beats Tampa Bay 14-12. First off, Tom Brady looked like crap, right? But his receivers, you know, none of them are there. They're, they're back playing with all the backups. So you knew he was going to be in trouble. But ultimately, they still had a chance to tie the game late in case you missed it. Final minute, they score a touchdown. They got to go for two, down 14-12. Brady, not um, two tags, not uh, you know, you know, pick another stiff quarterback. Tom Brady takes a delay of game penalty on the extra point. Oh, and they push it back to the seven yard line, and they don't get it. And Green Bay wins 14 12. Wow. Last sight we saw, there's Todd Bowles. You know, New York Jet fans could relate to that Todd Bowles. Yeah, he, he was a genius for the last couple of years. Now, all of a sudden, as a head coach, he's going back to being Todd Bowles. There he had that, that dumb stare on his face that, like, oh, my gosh, look. Well, you're the head coach, coach. You know, you got to get the play in. You know, it's your guys that are screwing up, putting the play in there too late. How do you get a delay of game penalty on an extra point, for goodness sakes? Tom, a happy Tom Brady, a happy wife, a happy family, a happy Tom Brady. This never would have happened to. Never would have happened to. Blame Giselle. Bucks probably win that game in overtime, if not for Giselle. Tennessee v. Uh, Vegas at 24-22. Raiders are now 0-3. Derek Carr to Devontae Adams. This is why Josh McDaniels is a bird brain. And won't make it as a head coach. And will be probably, mark this down right now, September 26th, 19 after the hour, 11 o'clock Eastern time. Josh McDaniels, offensive coordinator for the New England Patriots next year. Devontae Adams, game number one against uh, the Chargers. 10 receptions, 141 yards, and a touchdown. Since then... He's had seven receptions for 46 yards. <laughs> How do you go from 10 receptions and 141 yards in one game to seven receptions and 46 yards over two games? Because good old Josh McDaniels has taken the ability for Derek Carr to throw the football to the open man. He's calling now. Did you read this? He is telling car where to throw the football he doesn't have the ability to, to audible and he doesn't have the ability apparently to, to check down he's got to throw it to this guy no matter what that's josh mcdaniels trying to be bill belichick oh we can't have one guy having 10 receptions for 141 yards why not he's the best wide receiver in the nfl oh we can't do that we have to spread it around 
So you got to spread it around to a bunch of stiffs. Meanwhile, you're paying this guy $25 million a year. And you wonder why you're 0-3. All right? And you're going to wonder why you're going to be looking for a new head coach at the end of the year. Mark it down. Jacksonville beats the Chargers 38-10. Wow. Is it time to really buy in on not only the Jaguars, but the Philadelphia Eagles? Justin Herbert did play. Uh, played like garbage. They're down 28 late in the game, and he's still in there. The head coach leaves him in there because he was asked uh, afterwards because uh, Herbert wanted to be with his teammates. Hello? Uh, a- a- anybody home? You're the head coach, you bozo. You don't let players decide who's playing. <laughs> you're supposed to protect the players. You're, you're going to let this guy play because he wants to be in there? You're down four scores, and we got 10 points in the first, uh, you know, 55 minutes of the game. What's he doing in there in the final few minutes? Joey Bosa hurt again. Hurt hamstring. Man, this guy is always hurt. He is so overrated. So overrated. I'd just as soon have a third-round draft choice than I would Joey Bosa. What a joke. The next big play he makes will be his first. More NFL, we'll get to the baseball as the judge is stuck on 50, but we cash our pool holes ticket over the weekend. That's next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back. It is Opposite Picks on this uh, Monday morning. Scott Wetzel, yours truly sit again until uh, noon Eastern time, as we always are. Uh, Brett, or Brett, Aaron Rodgers there, uh, the Green Bay Packers. And he is right and he's wrong. I'll get to that in a second. And then uh, Fox Sports uh, with the uh, touchdown pass, Devontae Smith, as Washington uh, gets crushed by the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I'm not sure... You know, listen, I don't have a whole lot of expectations for Green Bay. That's why I'll say this, but they are proving me wrong so far. But who's the worst two-and-one football team in the NFL? Denver Broncos, who looked like just trash last night, yet somehow or another winning, uh, or the Green Bay Packers? Uh, you may say the Packers are going to do big things. They're, they're one of the favorites to win. But with those wide receivers, I don't see it. They, they couldn't move the ball at all. That game was there for the taking for the Bucks. And had Tampa Bay had their wide receivers, they would have won that game handily. But uh, ultimately, uh, they got a win over the Bears, and now they got a win over a, a wounded Tampa Bay team. So they're 2-1. The uh, Giants will be two and one, more than like maybe three and zero. Oh, but if the Giants fall to two and one, they have to be Canada in Denver last night, uh, uh, two and one. Is it time though to buy into Jacksonville, Jacksonville and Philadelphia? It's taken me a little while on this uh, Eagles team, but Hertz is playing. You know, he's not bad. You know, it's funny he's actually better now than he was in college. Uh, believe it or not, but uh, I don't know if I'm ready to buy wholeheartedly into them. But I think they have enough to win that division. Carson Wentz, as we continue a little rundown here. Man, how did we ever think Carson Wentz was going to perform well in a big-time spot? Well, When's the last time he's ever done that? Knowing that he's facing his former Philadelphia Eagle team, you know, 99 out of 100 players would be all pumped up to do really well against their former club, chip on their shoulder, the whole kind of kit and caboodle, right? Eh, Carson Wentz is that 100th player. Oh, he sucks. He, he, he's just... 
He'll have you living in purgatory. That's that's what he'll do. He'll be in the NFL for the next 15 years. You'll never want to win a big game. You'll be in contention every year. He'll throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns one week, and then he'll throw for 150 with two picks the next. That's, that's Carson Wentz. And to think he was going to do well yesterday, shame on me for even assuming that. I knew that line. Six and a half, boy, that was a big, fat line. That, that was really a line. Uh, Bears win despite Justin Fields looking like garbage. You know, you won the war, but the Bear fan, you continue to lose the battle. Or you win the battle, but you continue to lose the war. 8 of 17 for 106 yards with two interceptions. Sacked five times as well. Outplayed by Davis Mills, for goodness sakes. But uh, the 2-1 Bears, there's another candidate for you. Find a way to get the job done. They win 23-20, ruining Lovey Smith's return back to Chicago. Talk Titans, Raiders, 0-3 now for the Raiders. Colts beat the Chefs. We talked about that. Now 1-1-1 one and one and one, uh, for the uh, Colts. Dolphins, obviously, we talked about them. Vikings beat the Lions. Ah, the Lions are still the Lions. At least there's one thing consistent, right? At least we have one. You know, we got the Browns playing well. Somehow or another, we have the Jaguars playing well. We actually even have the Texans being competitive, even though they stink. You know, at least we can hold on to one thing, and that is the Lions suck. <laughs> Blew a 10-point fourth quarter lead because they can't get a first down after Minnesota to turn the ball over on downs in which uh, really they should have been a first down because the wide receiver Adam Thielen got knocked over and there was no penalty call. Lions get the ball back with two minutes left. They need one first down. Do they get it? Nope. Not the Lions. Not the Lions. They punt the ball or they give the ball right back to Minnesota and uh, Vikings come down after having one more shot at it and they score the touchdown and the Vikes win 28-24. Uh, the Lions are the Lions. Ravens beat the Patriots 37-26. Another monster day. I, I tell you what, everyone's going gaga over uh, goofy uh, Aaron Judge about how, you know, how he bet on himself because he didn't sign an extension uh, last year. But he's having a great season for the Stanks. Uh, you can say the same thing about Lamar Jackson. After having, what, five touchdowns, six touchdowns last week, four more touchdown passes, another TD run this week. Don't know what the record is for most touchdowns, like running and passing combined. Uh, Manning had 42 touchdowns. I'm assuming it's around 45 to 50 or so. This, this guy's on pace for about 80. Uh, ran for 107 yards on 11 carries, one touchdown. Threw for four more as the Ravens beat the uh, Patriots 37-26. And uh, Mac Jones leaves the game with an ankle injury. He'll undergo an MRI today to see how severe the injury is. Not good news if you're a Patriots fan. And the Patriots, I can't figure this team out. They lose to the Dolphins, but they beat Pittsburgh on the road. They go back at home, and they lose to a team they should really be able to beat in the Ravens. And it, it, it didn't happen. Bungles over the Jets, 27-12. Back to reality for the New York Jets, who continue to have the worst record in the NFL since 2017. Uh, Panthers did beat the Saints. How about that? My, my Saints Super Bowl prediction, not looking too good, Scott. Jameis Winston, 25 of 41 for 353 and a touchdown. Those numbers are very, very deceiving. Uh, McCaffrey going for 108 yards on the ground. Who do we deal? He was dealing with a back injury that now they're letting us know is really a little bit more severe than what they're they're thinking, uh, or at least they were letting on originally. So you got Andy Dalton as the backup. They cut a lead to uh, you know thirteen to seven uh, in the th fourth quarter. 
It looked like they were going to get the right back into it. And you know what? Credit the Panthers. Credit Baker Mayfield. They went down the field. They scored again. Then they scored again. And oh, by the way, touchdown by the Saints made it somewhat competitive. The onside kick, no good. But really, Carolina dominated this, uh, dominated this football game. Only the 11th win for uh, Matt Rule as head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Naturally, I, I, I was all over the Saints. Uh, Jaguars beat the Chargers 38-10. to We talked about that. Herbert going for uh, 297 and a touchdown, but he's playing with busted ribs. He's still out there. Trevor Lawrence, maybe his best game as a pro. 28 of 39 for 262 yards, three touchdowns, no sacks, no picks, and James Robinson ran for 100 yards. Tell you what, this Jaguars defense is not bad. They've done a pretty good job this year when you consider, you know, they stopped the Colts, who were able to beat the Chefs. They did lose to the Commanders, but they had that game in the end, but they just gave up a late touchdown. And they stopped, uh, obviously, a pretty good Charger offense, albeit with a busted-up Justin Herbert. I mean, are they for real? They got the Eagles next week on the road. They're not going to win there. They got the Texans at home after that, then the Colts on the road, then the Giants at home. This team's got a chance to be, you know, things fall the right way. Five and two, four and three. I'm sitting on their under six and a half. I'm starting to get a little worried. I did not count on them winning this football game. And Herbert had no business being in there. Uh, Rams over the Cardinals, uh, 20 to 12. Rams are now 10 and one against the Cardinals, straight up and against the spread. Man, they just own this Cardinal team. Just own them. Remarkable how they just uh, beat the snot out of them. Cardinals, as good as they looked in that last quarter against the Raiders, back to being the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, and more, more sulking and crying and whining from Kyler Murray. Falcons uh, win a game. How about that? One down, four to go in our over-Falcon uh, four-and-a-half total. Beat the Seagirls 27-23. Game interrupted in the fourth quarter with a drone, which, oddly enough, the Washington game against Stanford Saturday night in there in Seattle, also interrupted uh, by a drone. So I don't know what the heck's going on in Seattle there, but they're fans. But, um, you know, it was weird. I was watching the game at the time, and the announcer, or the uh, the referee comes on and says, players, clear the field. Get off the field. Like, no reason was given. No, no explanation. No hint. Is it serious? Is this a joke? Is, is this a practice? Is this a drill? I mean, just, just get on the, you get on the microphones and said, players, get off the field. Clear the field. You know, like like a drone is going to do something if you're on the field on the playing surface. But if you're on the sidelines, you're safe from the drone. <laughs> I mean, if you think they're in trouble, you get them off the field, don't you? And what about the poor people in the stands? What, a drone can't attack people in the stands? NFL needs to come up with a drone policy. Denver last night, 11-10 over San Francisco. You saw the best and the worst of Jimmy G. You really, this is Jimmy G's career in a nutshell. First quarter, Niners look great. Right down the field they go. He's dinking, he's dunking. Jeff Wilson's running the ball. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, uh, all contributing. Uh, right down the field they go. Blink of an eye, it's 7 nothing, And then basically nothing from Jimmy G and company after that. And I mean nothing. Throws for 211 yards, one touchdown, intercepted one, sacked four times, ran out of the end zone on a pass play, which created a safety, which probably was just as well because it looked like the pass he was throwing was going to be picked off for a pick six.
So you saw why teams might be interested in Jimmy G first quarter, but then you saw why teams probably are best like, you know what? Not worth it over the next three quarters. That's a strange scene. That that team should be much better than what it is. They're one and two. It's not the end of the world, but they have playmaker. They got Samuel. They got Ayuk. Wilson's not bad. Kittle did play last night. First time, four receptions. Great defense, right? I mean, back and forth they went. Uh, both defenses, one trying to one-up each other. And in the end, Denver. Russell Wilson. See, Russell Wilson won that game because he was the old Russell Wilson, something he wasn't last year with Seattle. Something I don't think he wants to be even with Denver, unless push comes to shove. Opposite picks continues with our uh, strikeout props next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You know what? No opposite picks uh, today, uh, believe it or not. Why? Uh, well, we only have five games. And quite frankly, I don't like uh, most of them. Uh, you got the one football game tonight. Yeah, baseball really kind of cleared the slate there. So uh, only four baseball games today. I guess, you know, I'm looking at it. I guess maybe, just maybe we could have done preseason hockey. Uh, but uh, no, uh, we, we, we took a pass on that. So uh, baseball uh, will have to uh, reign supreme. And uh, we'll return to opposite picks uh, tomorrow. But we can look at our baseball plays. Uh, that we can do. Uh, and la- by the way, last we left you, we handed you a nice uh, six and one on Saturday, four and three on Friday. So uh, if you follow me uh, with the uh, Friday night show with uh, the college football opposite picks, we get the six and one, not bad. So we're three eighty five up and four four uh, forty six uh, down. We will have opposite picks uh, on in game live later on tonight because those are for the uh, very next day. Our baseball stuff first and foremost, Albert Pujols, cha ching, cha ching. Oh, I tell you, I kick myself. I really do. I told you this a month and a half ago. That was the greatest plus 930 bet you'll ever make in your life. I I was so convinced, so convinced he was going to get to 700 home runs. Now, I've been convinced on other things before just as much and they've not come through so it's it's never that, that that's the life of a gambler that, that that's that's gambling right no matter what there, there are no locks so but i knew i just knew it i mean everything added up the guy was on fire uh facing a bunch of pitchers that grew up in the dominican republic loving him so they were going to throw him meatball after meatball pitch it helped that the cardinals had pulled away in the nl central so he played a few more games although he's been hitting the ball well so it's not like they're doing him any favors by putting him in that lineup i mean he's legitimately playing well over the last two months and i said if you thought he was a Reuter. Didn't accuse you him of it, mind you, but I just said if you thought he was a Reuter back when, then why wouldn't he be doing it now, final month of the season, right? Major League Baseball's not going to question him. They're not going to test him. No way, no how. And as we've learned, you know, there are Roids now that you could just put in your system for one day and it's gone the next. So anybody can do it. And so I said if if he did do it before. Why wouldn't he be doing it now, right? I mean, how do you explain it? The guy's got 21 home runs. I, he's he's 42 years old, and he's hitting like he's 22. I mean, it is really – could he win 
Comeback Player of the Year award. I mean, no one ever, ever, ever mentions that, right? But this guy is having a terrific season, whether he's 42 or 22. I mean, it makes absolutely no sense. He's got 21 home runs. He's batting 264, and he's got only somehow another 58 RBIs. But that that is pretty darn good. So I was convinced. I really was. I told you many times, hop on board. FanDuel was offered it to you at plus 930 for the longest time. Then they lowered it a little bit. He hits two home runs. I kicked myself only because I didn't have much money in the FanDuel account. And I try and limit myself how much I put in. I, I try and limit it to like one deposit a month. And, and if I piss through that deposit the first week, well, then that's it. I'm waiting three weeks. You know, that's how I kind of control it. So there wasn't much money there. And, you know, could I have done it? Yeah. I just got lazy. I, I don't know. I, I, got, I had a few shekels on it. But I, I was thinking about really, I was going to put like a 1000 bucks on it. I really was. I, it was just like, wow, Scott, I could turn a 1000 into 9000 Just like that. I mean, I mean, just as easy as pie. Uh, I didn't do that, unfortunately. And But he cashed in. I don't know how much he's going to end up with. I don't know how much uh, more he's going to play. Uh, the regular season, maybe, you know, they got, what, about 10 or so games left. But... Um, that was, like I said, as easy a 9.30 bet as you will ever make. So hopefully all you guys, LLs, uh, cashed in on that. Uh, meanwhile, Aaron Judge remains, I won't say stuck, because, again, it's only been three, four days. If he gets to, like, six or seven, then I'll say stuck. And believe you me, we will take full joy in him choking. Because if he doesn't get to 61 or 62, if he goes the rest of the season without hitting another home run, Oh, that'll be heaven. That will be absolutely heaven. Then you can give the MVP to uh, Otani. I wouldn't have any problem with it. You know, Red Sox lose the battle, but they win the war. They, they lost all the games against the Stankies. Who cares? They kept Aaron Judge from hitting a home run number 61 against them. I'll, I'll, where, where do I sign? If you told me that before the four-game series, I'd say, where do I sign? I'm okay with that. I really am. Now, sweeping the Yankees... But having Judge hit home run number 61 and 62, hmm, that would be interesting. Not sure what I would have said to that. Because then you could have had Toronto and Tampa Bay breathing down their throats again. Um, I, You know, that would have been interesting. But probably not. Probably not because, um, you know, now, now it's Toronto down 8.5. Uh, Tampa Bay's 10.5. So they made a good run. But the Yankees were able to uh, survive. But, yeah, that, that's our next goal. Judge uh, hopefully not getting uh, his uh, 61st and 62nd home run. And I'm really surprised. I really am. I don't know if it's an anti-Bonds thing, an anti-Roids thing, just a pro-Stanky thing, a pro-Aaron Judge thing. People seem to like him, and why not? He, he is a nice guy. Uh, but, you know, four-letter network breaking into games, <coughs> excuse me, over the weekend, football games, in the middle of plays. They broke into the middle of the Texas-Texas Tech game in the middle of a play, for goodness sake, so we can see how uh, we can see our judges at bat. I mean, it's really, who cares? It's 61. It's only the American League record. It, it, it's, it's, you know, other guys have hit 60 home runs before. It really is not that big a deal. But they're making it out like it's the major league record, and it's and it's not. But I guess we just want to forget about bonds, and, and that's that's okay. All right, our open parlays. We didn't do anything over the weekend. I got mixed emotions about doing things over the weekend. I, you know, I could post them on the website, but I feel this bond where I have to do it on the radio. 
So last we left you with our open parlay. We hit with the Dodgers on Thursday. We hit with the Brewers on Friday. So we're up to $231. We're going to put it on the Atlanta Braves. This is leg number three of our six-leg open parlay. Braves minus one and a half runs, minus 154 against the Nationals. $231 to win $150. Could go conservative and lay the $320, but nah, let, let's, let's why, why do that? Uh, let's be aggressive. We got big bills. So we'll take the Braves. We'll lay the run and a half. Nationals suck. Braves uh, were able to rally, win the last two games of that series against the Phillies. Nice job by them. So, yeah, let, let's uh, they'll win by two runs. Uh, the, the pitcher going for the Nationals is winless. He stinks. So, Braves the play there. Our underdog open parlay, we lost on Thursday. We'd have anything Friday. So, we're going to start a new one today. We'll take Baltimore plus 108 at Boston. Not sure why the Red Sox, with a lousy pitcher on the hill, uh, are favored over anybody, let alone the Baltimore Orioles that are clinging to a last uh, final or trying to get to, into the final wild card spot in the AL. So, 25 bucks. We Use a quarter of a unit to win 27 on the O's later on tonight. Our uh, strikeout props only have four games, but you know what? That's okay. We got five plays. Well, we'll, we'll make the most of it. We got an afternoon game. I think like 6.30 or 6 o'clock. Pittsburgh in Chicago or Chicago in Pittsburgh. It uh, doesn't matter. Ronzi Contreras for the uh, Pirates. Four and a half. He's five and four getting five strikeouts since July 1st. Cubs, one of the worst strikeout teams in baseball. We'll go over uh, Contreras. Cubs chase Anderson, three and a half, same game, obviously. Uh, he's three and a half, minus 150. He's only had four starts. In fact, he's only had three. Uh, but even in his outing as a reliever before that, he did hit four strikeouts. So he's three and one. He's a strikeout pitcher. So the Pirates, one of the worst strikeout teams. In fact, third worst in baseball. So we'll go with Chase Anderson. We'll lay the odds. Put him in a parlay if you have to. Stanky's Luis Severino versus Toronto. He's uh, four and a half, so he needs five strikeouts. He's nine and three his last 12 games getting five strikeouts. Nine and three, but I will say one and three his last four. But I'll still go over four and a half. Kevin Gossman of Toronto versus the Stanks, six and a half, so he needs seven. He's five and two getting uh, seven strikeouts his last seven games. Worth a play. And then the last one, Jordan Lyles, Baltimore versus Boston. Red Sox are shot. They played last night. They had to fly back home to Boston. Uh, numbers only three and a half. He's five and five, getting four strikeouts, so why not? Uh, and he's kind of like an up or down. He either gets like six or seven or one or two. So we'll take the chance uh, with the Red Sox playing last night that he'll get his uh, six or seven. And that's where we'll go with our $10 parlay. We'll use Lyles at six plus 340. Severino six plus two twenty, ten dollar parlay pays us one hundred and thirty one bucks. Not bad. By the way, Friday our strikeouts three and zero. After a slow start to the week, we ended up going fifteen and eleven. We had losing days Monday and Tuesday, and then we rallied and uh, we, we kicked the butt uh, over the final three days. So three and zero on Friday. So our uh, strikeouts for the season. 129 up, 90 down, good for 3,800 bucks if you're a $100 player. If you're only going to play one, we'd like to pinpoint one guy. You're 35 and 16, good for $1,600, uh, 1640 to be exact. Not bad. And our $10 parlay, we're two for two and 22. But uh, believe it or not, the, those two wins have given us a plus $87 if you're a $10 player uh, number. So our pyramid plays today, best baseball play. 
Going to go with the Falcons. Or Falcons. Going to go with the Braves. Laying a run and a half against Washington. And limited schedule. If you're only going to play one strikeout, I'll go with Kevin Gossman. Six and a half versus the Stanks. They uh, they played last night. Uh, had the Red Sox that, that Sunday night affair. And, and they travel. They got to go up to uh, Toronto, no less. So they got to cross the border. Deal with any kind of hassles you have at the border after playing late last night. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll go with Gossman. I think you're going to get a, a tired Yankee lineup tonight. So over six and a half is our best strikeout prop play. And then football later on tonight, Giants and uh, Cowgirls. Got to go with Dallas. Here's why. I'm rooting for the Giants, but Danny Nichols, 0-8 in primetime games for the Giants. 0-8. Sorry. I'll root on the Giants as much as I possibly can, them being my second favorite team and my daughter's favorite team, but I I, I can't put American money on a guy who's 0-8 in the primetime. You just, just can't do it. So uh, Dallas plus the one. Well, let's see what FanDuel has. It's gone back and forth between the uh, favorites, Dallas and the Giants. The latest one has... Uh, Giants, yeah, favored by one. So we'll, we'll take the Cowboys uh, plus the one. Over-under is 39 and a half. Don't have a really good read on that one. But, um, yeah, like I said, can't, can't bet the money on a guy who's 0-8 in the prime time. Can't do it. So those are the uh, the best ones. By the way, our trend plays from, uh, from over the weekend, our Vegas pools, the trend play of the week under Denver and San Fran, boy, that was an easy winner. Our, our favorite NFL trends went three and two. We hit with the under Bengals. We hit with the Dolphins. And we hit with uh, the Colts since KC was on an ugly 13 and 20 against the spread run. We lost with the under Jacksonville. And then we lost with uh, Baltimore not doing well uh, after a loss as a favorite as they ended up winning the game and covering against uh, the Patriots. So we went 3 and 2. Not bad. Our Vegas pool. Yeah, we went uh, 2 and 3. Uh, actually, we went 1 and, one and, uh, one and 4. Lost with Buffalo, lost with the Saints, lost with Seattle, lost with Kansas City. Only one with Detroit. I tell you, the Lions, they, they have a they really are a remarkable team in that they are arguably one of the worst teams in football, right? Uh, clearly. But man, I tell you, all they do is cover the spread. They're against the spread record versus their straight up record. Uh, it, it really it's amazing. Uh they have like three or four wins, but they're now like 16 and 8 over those 24 games. Remarkable. All right, we'll close up shop with a couple of other little tidbits. Some coaches fired and not fired. Next, Ops Pick Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back. A couple little tidbits here before we let you go. We got the football full circle coming up next. So much for the AFC West, by the way. You know, supposed to be the uh, the toughest division by far in football, right? You got a, a, a Raiders team that's 0-3, Chargers 1-2, Denver 2-1, but playing like crap, and you got the Chefs that just lost to the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, again, and so much for uh, having a great, great uh, division. How about Goofy Dan Campbell did it again? You know, I love the guy's enthusiasm. I really do, but he's lost on the sidelines. He calls a timeout. His team is up three. Minnesota just completed like a 35-yard pass. They're scrambling to get to the line of scrimmage. I see a timeout. Dan Campbell calls a timeout with 50 seconds left, allowing the Vikings to get set up for another play. 
Oh, which turns out to be a touchdown pass on the very next play. So in the end, you could say, well, he did save himself a lot of time, Scott. Yeah, but chances are the Vikings, you know, either spike the football on first down and only have about 35 seconds left, uh, or that, that's probably your best case scenario. And then they probably go conservative, needing only a field goal to send the game to overtime. And said this bozo calls a timeout. Oh, he's lost. Clueless on the sideline. Just absolutely clueless. Uh, Dennis Allen says they are not considering a quarterback change. Jameis Winston with his busted back and all remains. Uh, Mac Jones MRI today to figure out if he's got some serious ankle injuries. Uh, you got Pat Mahomes yelling at Bienemy. You got Jets defensive lineman Quinn and Williams yelling at his defensive line head coach. Uh, Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett showing the world that he's as clueless as we all think he is. Had to bring in an assistant coach to run things. I'm only the head coach. I don't know how to run a football game. Well, unbelievable. NFL replacing the Pro Bowl. No more Pro Bowl. It's going to be named the Pro Bowl Games. Bunch of skills competition. Don Mattingly out as manager of the Miami Marlins at the end of the year. Maybe the next New York Stanky manager. Maybe Derek Jeter and Don Mattingly take over for Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone. Not uh, not that crazy of a notion. Rocco Baldelli back with the Twins. And if you want to see a team screw up a football game, Check out the end of the Missouri-Auburn game. The Missouri Tigers, wow, what a way to lose. Football full circle coming up next.